Good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes and Doug McCary coming to you on this Monday afternoon, May t- April 24th. I was getting ahead of myself there, Doug. It is still April as uh, as far as I can remember. But I uh, hope you guys had a great weekend out there. Uh, we did for sure. And, uh, you know, I... It, I well, why did you have a great <clears throat> weekend, Brad? What happened on Friday? <laughs> well, so we kept it kind of under wraps, at least David and I did. I mean, it was... Uh, and yet all this time I'm on the radio with David on Friday. You, you even, were, did, did you come in? No, you didn't, you didn't come in on Friday. You came in on I, like no, Wednesday. I came in Wednesday. Um, yeah. but anyway, I, I, I think it, I think David may have let the cat out of the bag here at the radio broadcast that Friday was my birthday. Little did I know that my wife of 37 years, which I thought we had an agreement. We didn't do things like this. She decided back a few months ago yeah. to uh, surprise me on my 60th birthday i knew about that i know well that later <laughs> obviously discovered that as i showed up to the event that my wife and and i mean i don't know what was more surprising uh, as i looked into this tent and i immediately see hannah and leah my kids which you know half had to fly here well more than half i mean jake came in from new york city Hannah came in from Colorado. Lee and Devin came in from Nashville. So that was a shocker then to see you and Lori and David and Kelly. And just, uh, in fact, I just finished having lunch with my my uh, brother-in-law, Todd, and his wife, Stephanie, who flew in from San Diego to be here. I'm like, I am not that important. <laughs> Come well, on. It, people love you, man. Well, it was, it, I didn't realize I had that many friends, but praise God. And uh, Doug, I'm telling you, it was by the way, I, I took a picture of your your gift to me, and that that one is a treasure. I won't talk about it on the air, <laughs> but it was great. I'm so glad you guys were there. It really meant a lot to me. I, you know, as I said, I don't know if you and Lori have those kind of deals, but I, you know, I've been in enough surprise parties, and I always think, gosh, I hope nobody ever does that to me. And yet, my wife did it to me. But as I was there, I was just. Mm. I, I literally told Vicky on the way home, I said, I am so blessed. Truly. I mean, I know you, you feel the same way about your life. You I'm know, very blessed and very blessed with my family. And, and But it, I enjoyed being there and getting to talk to your kids because I haven't talked to some of those kids in a couple of years. Or oh, at, at least, least, you know. Yeah. And so it was good to catch up with them and see Devin and uh, Leah and, and Jake. I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to... Uh, jake since he got married yeah you know and been, so yeah. uh and and we he talked about being on the radio oh with yeah the he so, loves it yeah, yeah it he was loves it. they're up in new york man so they you don't need to pray for them boy isn't that the <laughs> truth he's actually at, still at my house he flies home tomorrow <clears throat> but uh it has been just a great weekend and uh, well happy birthday well thank you i appreciate <laughs> that appreciate that well, a lot, lot on the news today well, well there is a lot but you know i want to go back to something uh that you and david were talking about on friday because it, it wasn't seinfeld or anything no was it? Oh, no <laughs> it, it wasn't uh, the seinfeld actually <laughs> it i think it had to do with trans issues mm. or stuff like that i'm trying to remember exactly because the man it was in my mind to talk to you about it 
because uh, I don't know if you saw over out um, out in San Francisco. San Francisco sells itself is kind of a, a safe place for everybody who wants to do everything. There's no limits on who you can be, what you can be. Right. And uh, they 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 believe that's a good thing. In fact, one person says, no matter who you are, you have to find your truth and live your truth as if truth can be subjective. And I, I that was the thing that I wanted to speak to a little bit because as believers, we have a responsibility to speak truth. If 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 you think it's loving to affirm someone who is um, delusional, uh, like, oh, I, that's what it was. It was the uh, biology teacher who was on like I guess Dr. Phil and oh, yeah. and, and y'all were talking <clears throat> about that. You remember? Yes. yes and yes. so he said, listen, you can believe anything you want to believe, right. but don't make me buy into your delusion. That's that's not and he was being accused of hate. I, did you send that to David or yeah, I don't I think he sent it out. Um it was great. But 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 here's a biology teacher. No nobody knows where he's at spiritually. We don't know but but what he said is <clears throat> you are a man because you're born a man now you can choose to identify whatever you want but don't make everybody <clears throat> else buy into your delusion exactly and and for us as believers it is unloving to affirm something that's not true right there's there's no reason for us to affirm something that's not true that's harmful for somebody and and we've got to the point now there was a lady up in maine damaris cotta maine i don't know if you know where that is i don't know I where don't, it is i don't I, I just know it's in maine it's somewhere yeah. up in the northeast but this lady went in to speak she's a mom named amber levine and she went in to speak to the school board up there because they transitioned or were helping her 13 year old daughter transition to a male without her permission or knowledge in fact they encourage not to tell your mom they encouraged the girl and they were helping this 13 year old girl and she went into the school board and they were had given her a chest binder to put around her uh, her chest right um and they instructed her on how to use it and she went before the board she's shaking because she's the mother. not, yeah, the mother's not a politician. She she just w- wants to be a good mom, mm-hmm. and uh, and the social worker at the school told the student to keep it secret from their parents. Wow. Now listen, that is grooming. That <laughs> Absolutely. is that is pre- sexual predator grooming, and and you're trying to drive a wedge between a parent mm-hmm. and a child. That that is just wrong, but it's do, happening all over, Brad. Do you know if they gave that child any drugs of any kind? I wonder. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but they uh, they started by addressing the child with male pronouns. Then they gave her a chest binder, um, and uh, and the parents didn't know that she was doing this. And then uh, a few days after she found the chest binder, she met with the principal. And uh, and basically, the principal 
told her that the school didn't violate any policy by giving the chest binder or by calling her a different name without informing the parents. I mean, think about that. So she pulled her daughter from the school Good. and started Good. homeschooling. I think I'd have filed a lawsuit. But, but, but get this. Less than a week later, the main office of Child and Family Services came and visited the mother, informing her they had received an anonymous tip that her daughter was being emotionally abused. This is where it's going. Yep. And if we don't stand up as believers and start speaking the truth mm-hmm. to people, this is the kind of stuff that's going to happen. And it yeah. may happen anyway. Yeah. But you know what? Truth is true. Yeah. It's not subjective. It's not like it is in San Francisco where you where you think it's okay and this person doesn't mm-hmm. and everybody's entitled to their own truth. No, there's one truth. God made us male and female. The Bible has been proven true in that. When you die, you will have the DNA of a female if you were born a female. Right. You will have the DNA of a male <laughs> if you were born a male. No so. chance that's going to change, by the way. And I appreciated your notes even this week as we'll work through. You guys, you and David will be working through that this week, is that objective truth comes from outside of us. No human determines truth. Mm -hmm. No such thing as subjective truth. You don't determine truth. It all comes and originates from God. Well, this this mom, uh, God bless her, pray for her. Uh, Again, her name is Amber Levine, uh, L-A-V-I-G-N-E. Anyway, she she was bringing suit uh, based on the 14th Amendment, which guarantees the right to due process, and uh, saying that the parents have a right to control and direct the care, custody, and education and upbringing and health care decisions of their kids. I mean, who? So she did bring a lawsuit. Yes, she did. Okay, good, good. And so they're actually doing that, but this this is going to continue. And as believers, we need to speak the truth. We need to pray. Again, be loving, but speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Do not. It's not loving to affirm delusions for people. Exactly. And I think you I, guys. I sent you the the yeah, Catwoman. The Catwoman. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's a good picture of a, a good analogy of what we're doing. Um, because there's no limit to this, uh, especially when you, when, when we leave it to human beings to define truth, mm-hmm. uh, there's no end to it. Yeah. Well, and you know, in Canada, that student was arrested at a Catholic school for yes. his beliefs on, on, on gender. Uh, and, and it's so arrested. Yeah. He was arrested and, and totally couldn't come back to the school. So it's, it's coming here, and you need to decide because, I'll, Brad, it appears like in a lot of places, people are, they don't have the will to speak the truth. Right. Did you, I don't know if you heard me read uh, Vicky's post from last week. Um, I don't want to read it again, but I would encourage you to go read it. It was very powerful. Yeah. And uh, just this, it, exactly what you're talking about, that we as the body of Christ uh, we can't sit silently by. Yeah. Uh, we have got to speak up. We have to do it in love. But what is it that is silencing you? Is it uh, fear of man? Because I think in a lot of cases, if you really dig deep, we just don't want to be canceled. We don't want to be silenced. I mentioned this even as I taught last week. I think in much of the church, we're, we're not being canceled. 
we're silencing ourselves. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're, we're, we're just sitting by because we, in many cases, fear man. We do. And if you, you know, uh, by the way, I want to remind our listeners, Rick Rigsby last week gave <laughs> a great interview. Go back. My wife yeah. has talked about it several times since then. Go back and listen. You can go to SWATradio.com, click on the past programs and, and or search Rick Rigsby and go to last week's programs. Great. This week we got Daryl Harrison on oh, Thursday. Oh man. So when you're driving I mean call or, in. Yeah, you Daryl uh has a just thinking podcast and I'm really going to explore with him this whole idea of how we respond as believers. How do we walk that balance between speaking truthfully but lovingly mm. to a culture that says you're being hateful you're being hateful if you don't affirm my delusion that's what they're saying right right it's not you're right. being hateful <clears throat> if you bully me you're being ha- you're being hateful if you say my delusion is not true yeah but they only do it in regards to sexual identity they don't do that in regards to being a chicken or being a hen, <laughs> exactly. or being a fox. That's what I was talking. Being... I was talking to my brother-in-law. And I know we're going to take a break in just a second, but he was saying, "Can you imagine if you had a dog and you cut that dog's tail off, and then you sewed an alligator's tail on it, or you know, you took the ears off that dog and put a longhorn on it? You know, <laughs> we, we would call that you know pet abuse. Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and yet we we don't have any problem with making sure our kids have to be at a certain age to drive or vote." or smoke or do tobacco or anything like that but in this culture you can go castrate yourself if you just feel like you be being a girl and our current administration uh is trying to make that the law of the land yeah. they want you to yeah. buy into those delusions well glad you tuned in today in this exciting stuff 844-777-7928 give us a call we'll take a break be right back If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The odds of getting hit by a meteorite are one in a trillion, about the same as a Scotsman like me over-tipping in a restaurant. But when a meteor crashed into a Paris home, police rushed in. The family was fine. Their family name? Comet. Well, there's one thing that is no coincidence. You. You are no random concurrence of sporadic, disconnected events. You were once a sperm, and a speedy one. Nearly a hundred million of you assembled on that starting line for the race to the egg. The gun sounded, and you won. You are no accident. You are created by God with purpose. The Bible says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. 
We need you. Now, go make somebody's day. This is Laugh Again with Phil Calloway. If you'd like to hear more and discover all things Laugh Again, visit us at laughagain.us. Laugh Again, truth bringing laughter to life. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network in Brunswick at 91.3. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walks away. There is good news for the doubter, the one religion failed, for the good Lord has come. Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad and Doug here on this Monday afternoon. Glad you tuned in. You want to call this afternoon, 844-777-7928 is the number. If you have any questions or comments, you can also email us at ask at SWATradio.com. You know, Doug, we were talking earlier about our guest last Thursday, Rick Rigsby. Mm -hmm. If you did not get a chance to hear that episode, let me encourage you, go to SWATradio.com. You can go back and listen to past broadcasts. You can download the SWAT Radio app. You can even listen to it through a podcast, the SWAT Radio podcast. That was a great interview, and I'm glad I got to just sit in the room. Uh, we've had Rick on a number of times. He's just a just a sweet, just <laughs> such a refreshing voice, to be honest. And uh, it was just such an encouragement to listen to him. Yeah, it was good. Challenging, too. <clears throat> Very challenging. And, uh, you know, so oftentimes, you know, we didn't really even get into Rick's story you know so much of his story has been shaped by the loss of his wife his Mm -hmm. first wife and uh you know the the tragic course that it took but how that shaped him and uh you know we didn't even get into that during that conversation obviously we have covered that in previous uh discussions with him but uh my father in houston was listening to to us in that interview he had not had i guess he had not heard rick before but really was encouraged to go oh, uh, listen to it and and get the book his book uh the lessons at least the, third yeah the first book was the lessons of a third grade dropout uh so anyway if you didn't get a chance to listen to that go listen to that and then i'm excited about this thursday daryl harrison daryl harrison uh and that, i know we don't we're kind of maybe a unique broadcast and that we don't mind promoting other broadcasts but if you're not familiar with the just thinking podcast that's a good one it is a good one and i mean you you think of all the options you have regarding podcasts that'd be one of my top 10 for sure i'd say so too well hey uh real quick before we get in the text i want to give a shout out to uh pastor dave up at title creek if you are in the um, beaufort south carolina area title creek fellowship is a great church i had the opportunity to preach there yesterday and um, it's right outside uh, the Marine Corps Recruit Depot at Paris Island, not far from there. And uh, believe it or not, Brad, the way that I got in front of the people there and got the invitation to come is uh, a chaplain named Byron from who was up in Virginia Beach listening to us on the lighthouse hmm. up there. I uh, got stationed down in South Carolina, and he invited me uh, well he started talking about going to israel so he and pastor dave 
are going to be going to Israel with us in November. By the way, if you're listening and you've never been to Israel and you want to go on a unique trip over there, we do hiking and a lot of uh, all we we go to 90 percent of the places we go to other people won't be there yeah i mean it's a it's a really good trip and uh a lot of teaching and uh it's a what i call a text driven trip uh very very make you you'll come back and want to just get in the word exactly Uh, and so uh he's going but had a great opportunity to um share up there yesterday and this shows the sovereignty of god so there was a lady up there who was visiting in that area from atlanta i'm sharing a story as an illustration about a friend of mine here and his wife and it turns out that she was in school with the wife and knew about the story but hadn't talked to him in 20 years came up afterwards and said i i was here today to hear that that's why i came to this oh really god brought me to hear what you had to share today i was very encouraged but how bizarre is that? So That's she's from amazing. Atlanta. She's in Beaufort. I'm from Jacksonville. I'm in Beaufort <laughs> preaching at this church, talking about a girl that she went to school with. And, there and, was and a, she knew you were going to be telling that story? No, she just, didn't know. Okay. She's just listening. And when I mentioned the name, she goes, it's got to be the girl that amazing. I went to school with. So amazing. she came up after her, and sure enough, it was. So all that to say, God was doing something. It was a really a great church. So if you're in the Buford area, that is Title Creek Fellowship. Go in and tell Pastor Dave that you you heard it about it on SWAT well, Radio. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. So my brother and uh, my 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 brother and his wife Robin, their oldest son, their oldest is moving to Buford from really? Austin. Yeah, in fact, they're building a house there. Well, in there you go. It's so a great. I, I got to get them connected. Tidal Creek Fellowship. Good deal. Right. Good to hear. Well, I was actually in Beaufort last weekend, not this weekend, but the weekend before. You were? Yeah, I was in Charleston for, oh, yeah. for a wedding. I, actually, that was Easter weekend. Was that yeah. last? Yeah. yeah, it was weekend before yeah. last. But yeah. it's a great area of the country. I love that. It, it beautiful. Love that area. Love, yeah, all the the reed grass out there. Oh yeah, it's such interesting, isn't it? Well, listen, hey, we are in Acts twenty six. And we're going to finish up Acts 26 this week, which means next week we'll be in Acts 27. The week after that, Acts 28. And the week, well, we'll do two weeks for Acts 28, and we're done with Acts, Brad. I was thinking, I, I was telling the guys, I don't know how we're going to get done, but it's probably like it's probably like you trying to fly into a, a, a short runway. Yeah, you know? we're going to get there. We are going to land. We're going to land this thing by May. But in this uh, Texas week, the last part of 26, the last part of Paul's testimony, um, and he's talking to uh, Festus, he's talking to Agrippa and all the leaders there in Caesarea, and um, and what we see is Paul is a new creation. We know that. He wrote about it in 2 Corinthians 5. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. And in this text today, as he shares his story, we see this drive toward obedience. Mm-hmm. And we live in a world today where people people don't value the obedience because it's almost poo-pooed like it's legalism. Yeah. But it's a response to the grace of God, not an effort to mm. achieve the grace of God. Amen. And so uh, remember, if you remember last week, we talked about how God took this murder and made him an ambassador. Uh 
a man who in, imprisoned Christians and he, he made him into uh, probably, other than Jesus, one of the most influential Christians of, of the, the New Testament time. And how did that happen? Well, only God. Only mm-hmm. God could come in and do it. And it wasn't because Paul was a great guy. It wasn't because Paul was doing everything right. It, he didn't clean his life up. God <laughs> caught him in the midst of his disobedience mm-hmm. and just called him. And when God calls you and you respond to his calling, your life's going to be changed. I mean, it will be changed. And so in the first part of Acts 26, we saw how the darkness of Satan wants to pervert the truth of God. And and Paul was sucked into that vortex. Mm-hmm. He was following that. And we saw how God was even using him to persecute his people. So the darkness persecutes God's people. And then we saw what happens, how God will use his people to bring light into the darkness. So he called Paul out of the darkness into the light. And then as a vessel of light, sent him back into the darkness. And he shares his story with Agrippa too and Bernice. And this is the third time Paul's story of conversion is told. And so remember, Festus, Felix, and Claudius Lysias, they couldn't find anything to write about Paul except the only thing they could charge him with was the gospel, crying out about the resurrection, right? And so Festus did not understand Judaism. He didn't know what was going on with Paul. So he calls in Agrippa II to help him figure out what to charge Paul with because Agrippa II was tasked with appointing the high priest. He he wasn't the king over all of uh, Israel, but portions, but he was more a Roman than he was a, a Jew. In fact, he was an Edomite, and we talked about that last week. And this week, as we look at chapter 26, the last part, we're going to see how God refocuses Paul's passion um, from really a personal ambition to be this great religious guy to kingdom service. And he illustrates in Paul that when we have an authentic response to the gospel, it's going to produce a changed life. It's not something we do. It's We're passive. The force of God is there. But we are responsible. It's kind of like in salvation, God's sovereignty calls us, but we have a human responsibility to respond. It's the same way in sanctification. God's sovereignty and grace leads us in the growth, but we have a responsibility to be obedient, right? And what happens when we're not? Like a child, we discipline. <clears throat> we get yep. disciplined. Yep. And so as we look at this week today, we're going to look at the how, just like in Paul's life, God calls us to an enduring obedience. Uh, tomorrow, we're going to look at a biblical obedience. And then Wednesday, we're going to look at an evangelistic obedience. And so as we look at this text today, I just really want you to read, Brad, verses 19 through 21. And we're going to look at this, uh, this enduring obedience aspect of Paul's life. Yep. Acts 26, verse 19 through 21, excuse me, therefore, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those in Damascus, then in Jerusalem, and throughout all the region of Judea, and also to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God, performing deeds in keeping with their repentance. Verse 21, for this reason... The Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. So he says, therefore, in verse 19. Well, remember, if if you see therefore in Scripture, you always got to go back. If you go back to the last verse before that, it says, 
that verse 18, that God says to Paul to rise up and, and I'm going to deliver you from your people and the Gentiles whom I'm sending you to open their eyes so they may turn from their darkness and light from the power of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified. That word sanctified is in the passive tense, which means it's something God does. Hmm. And so God is growing in Paul and enduring obedience hmm. through all his trials. And we're going to look at that when we come back from the break. Yeah, glad you tuned in today. If you want to call this afternoon, the number's 844-777-7928. That's 844-777-SWAT. Any questions or comments can, e- can be emailed to ask at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. This is Seeking Him with Nancy DeMoss Wagelmuth. My dad used to tell us as we were growing up, when you're talking with people, ask them questions about themselves. He said, people don't like to hear you talk about yourself. They like to talk about themselves. Now that's practical advice from a successful businessman who knew a lot about dealing with people. But it's also an important biblical concept. 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. Showing interest in others goes beyond manners or successful business practices. When we're filled with God's love, we'll have a genuine interest in what other people have to say. Would you ask God to fill you with His true love? And in conversations today, try asking people about themselves. Ask God to help you do more listening than talking. With Seeking Him, I'm Nancy DeMoss Wagamuth. Expect major delays in Clay County because of a crash on Blanding Boulevard southbound at Camp Francis Johnson Road. That's closed all the lanes there. Also, there's a broken down vehicle on the East Beltway 295 northbound near Beach Boulevard. And there's a disabled vehicle on I-95 northbound before Myrtle Street. Cloudy tonight, low 61. Tuesday, partly sunny, high 78. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm A.J. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. Glad you tuned in today. We are in Acts 26. Uh, We're in verses 19 through 32 this week. And specifically uh, today, we're looking at the fact that God calls us to an enduring obedience. And boy, that, that is a great term, enduring obedience, because nobody could uh, speak to that more than Paul could with all that he's been through just if you've been if you've been with us at SWAT for more than the last you know month or so uh, we've seen that over and over and over again uh you know the arrests the imprisonments the persecution uh, none of it seems to you know pause Paul's uh, pursuit of the gospel yes um you know Brad there is a um kind of a 
um, a new reform, hype, uh, you know, kind of a neo-reform movement that basically says, you know, God has done everything for me, so therefore I don't have to do anything. Like I can't do anything. I can't. Um, I can't say I'm. I'm fully surrendered. And and it, and it almost wants to rest in the fact that it, it's it gives you a license, even though. I know they would say, no, that's not the purpose. It's just saying we can't do anything, everything. we, You and I would both agree, anything good in us is Christ, right? Absolutely. I mean, anything yep. that comes out of us that is good comes from Christ. It's Christ in us. But why does the Bible say in many places, why, why does the writer of Hebrews say strive, strive for the holiness for without which you won't see God? Why did Jesus say, if you love me? You'll keep my commandments. Why did Jesus say this in Matthew 28? He says, what do you think? A man had two sons, and he went out at the first, said, son, go work in the vineyard today. And he answered, I will not. But afterwards, he changed his mind, and he went. And then he went to the other son and said the same, and he answered, I go, sir. But then he did not. He said, which two did the will of the Father? They said, well, the first. Jesus said, truly, I say, the tax collectors and prostitutes go into the kingdom of God before you. For John came in the way of righteousness, John the Baptist, and you did not believe him, but the tax collectors and the prostitutes believed him. And even when you saw it, you didn't change your mind and believe. Jesus is clearly saying, you can say something, but if there's no actions in your life that correspond to what you say, you don't really believe it. Mm -hmm. And so this new movement that is in our country, um, is that says, I don't have to do this or I don't have to do that, I think is a lazy Christianity. It's just flat lazy. You, well, I, I, The disciples didn't do that. It's the easy believism gospel. Well, yeah. It's, which uh, isn't a gospel. Yeah. It, 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 is, it, it is some kind of thing that makes you feel better about not saying that you're fully surrendered. Listen, are you really fully surrendered, Brad? Am I really fully surrendered? Are, the problem with us saying that is, of course, we're human and we fail. But we're as surrendered to the best of our ability we can be yeah. right now, knowing that our growth in Christ is not based on us. It's based on the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. We know that. We yeah. believe that. Yeah. And so... Paul says in verse 19, I was not disobedient. This is a double negative here by Luke for emphasis. He, Paul is saying, you know, his, and, and when he says, I was not disobedient, look at what the guy had to go through. Five times he was beaten with what? 39 lashes. Yep. Three times he was beaten with rods. He was in three shipwrecks. I mean, Paul went through They a thought lot. he was dead. <laughs> if anybody could have said, this is too much for me, he could have, but he didn't. You know, it reminds me of Job 23, 12. I've not departed from the commandment mm. of his lips. Talking about God. Yeah. I have treasured his words 
of his mouth more than my portion of food. This is in Job 23. This is after he lost everything. And he's saying, I've not departed. I trust in him. It's an enduring obedience. And, you know, uh, 1 John, uh, God writes in his word, whoever says I know him but doesn't keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. So to say you love him only when things are good is not a true obedient heart. Mm -hmm. And obedience is the indicator of the authenticity of faith. Not perfect obedience, but what I would say is progressive obedience. Sanctification. Yes. Yeah. Progressive sanctification. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not perfect. You and I fail. Yeah. But it is the recognition that our desire is to want to obey. And, uh, and, and that's why Paul says in verse 20, he says, listen, repent. He started in Damascus, then Jerusalem, Judea, and then the Gentiles. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. It's like right out of Acts 1, <laughs> Acts 1, 8. Exactly. Uh, when Jesus said, hey, go to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And notice what he says. Turn to God and keep deeds in keeping with repentance. In other words, if your repentance is authentic, there's going to be some deeds that follow. Yeah. It's going to be. That line up with that repentance. Yes. He says in keeping with repentance. That's right. It is the idea this parallel. Okay. I'm, I'm repenting the, but what follows that it's kind of like what gets caught in the wake of the repentance is deeds of repentance. (laughs) Yeah. Your works are not going to save you for sure. But your works will be a demonstration of true repentance. They will. And when he says that, by the way, there's two types of repentance Paul talks about. Worldly repentance and godly repentance. Worldly repentance is just sorrow over your consequences. Mm -hmm. It's not really uh, wanting God to change. The word repent means actually a change of mind. You're going this way and you... You want God to take you another way. Mm -hmm. And truly repentant people say, I'm going the wrong way. God, take me this way. And they yield their life to his changing them. Yeah, I think you and I have talked about this before, that repentance, isn't repentance virtually a kind of a military term uh, about face? Uh, It is turning a different direction. But in in relation to this kind of repentance— it's not re- it's not repenting to better behavior it's mm. repenting to christ mm. it, it you know what i mean it's i think a lot of people think well I, I need to change this bad behavior to better behavior yeah well and you got guys like um you know Furtick, who's out Stephen there Furtick. Stephen yeah. Furtick. Uh. okay basically <laughs> he um he basically says stuff like God broke the law because it was a stupid set of rules. <laughs> and, and what it is is basically he's, he's, he's saying you can trust Jesus and still live like a prodigal and it's okay. And you should be okay with that. You're, you're under grace. You don't have to worry. Um, and uh, uh, man, yeah. I'll tell you what, that's dangerous right there. Well, I mean, the whole thing with that is it really, it cheapens the grace of the cross. I mean, it, I mean to, to think that you can receive that grace 
and then not respond with the gratitude that says, you know what? Thank you, Lord, for doing that. I want to live for you. Exactly. I want others to know that. Yeah. I mean, well, and, and the fact of the matter is, you want people to see Christ in you. Well, not, not you in you. Yeah. <laughs> the, the whole idea, well, this is just who I am. Yeah. Well, that, no, you're not. If, if you're his, then we ought to see Christ in you. Yeah, well, yeah, because the whole thing is that if you say Jesus has changed your life and then you don't show a life change like Paul did and have this enduring obedience that shows people in spite of the things going around, you trust him, then what happens is Jesus just becomes like any other deity. Mm-hmm. I mean, he doesn't really change your life. Right. There's no life change. Right. And if there's no life life change, Paul says we are of all fool people to we're foolish if it didn't really happen. And mm. if it happened, what does your pastor say? Yeah. Anything's possible. Yeah, that's right. And we should live with that hope. Well, Paul says in verse twenty one, the Jews tried to kill me because I call people to repent and I preach grace, not works. So it sounds a little bit like we're talking out both sides of my, our mouth, but we're not. What Paul is saying is we preached that you can't earn your salvation and people wanted to kill us. But Paul believed that once you receive that salvation, that it was a, he says, live a life worthy of your calling. We mm-hmm. talked about that mm-hmm. a week or so ago. Live a life worthy of your calling so that your testimony is validated by what you do in your life. Yeah. I yeah. mean, um, I mean, and so this whole idea of you don't need to walk in accordance with the law anymore after you trust Christ is really wrong because it's the law that that shows people how you're different than the culture. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's doesn't the law doesn't make you worthy to God uh, even after He saved you. Right. It simply validates your witness to other people. That's right. You know? mm, so so important. I, I couldn't help but think of Galatians one five. <laughs> Where Paul says, I'm astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and turning to a different gospel. It's a different gospel. Yes. Uh, anyway, glad you tuned in. We'll take a quick break. 844-777-7928. If you want to call during this last segment, we would love to hear from you. Again, 844-777-7928. We'll be right back. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. What's your perspective on discipline? Are you trying to uphold the rules or keep your kid from getting hurt? Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. Think of it this way. Discipline is helping your child get to a place where they want to be and keeping them from a place where they don't want to end up. Before you get embroiled in a blowout with your teen, make a plan ahead of time. It'll help you keep your cool and stay focused on the goal. Don't lose sight of the underlying purpose. Remember, discipline is helping your child get to a place where they want to be and keeping them from a place 
where they don't want to end up. There's more from Mark Gregston on the Parenting Today's Teens website. Get helpful tips for moms and dads when you visit parentingtodaysteens.org or search for Parenting Today's Teens in your favorite app store. FM, The Truth. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night, reminding Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio. Brad, you t- glad you tuned in this afternoon as Doug and I are working through Acts 26, verses 19 through 32 this week. And, you know, Doug, I was just sitting here thinking, by the way, if you want to call, you can call us, 844-777-7928. Jeremy is waiting at the phones ready to take your call if you want to call we'd love to hear from you in person you can also email us your comments to ask at swatradio.com i couldn't help i was thinking about james uh, chapter 1 verse 22 it says very common but be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer mm-hmm. he's like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror for he for he looks at himself and goes away and at once forget what, what, what he was like. Mm-hmm. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. Yeah, It speaks directly to the fact that we are to be doers of the word. We are to be. And, you know, I mentioned Stephen Furtick a while ago. Um, Stephen graduated from Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, and he's got somewhere in the neighborhood of six to seven million followers on Facebook. Very influential. A lot of people who listen might have heard of Elevation Worship. And I really just want to warn you that guys like Owen Strand, who we have a lot of respect for, basically have warned of him calling him a false teacher. Because of statement like this, Furtick Meg, he said, following Jesus doesn't change you into something else, which goes directly against what we were just sharing. It reveals who you've been all along. He says, what would it be like to see you as God sees you? This is pretty much the whole self-esteem part of our culture. Me-centric. Yeah. yeah. He says, um, the process of discipleship is not God changing you into something else it's him revealing who you've been all along well that's simply not true it goes against second corinthians five seventeen, which we talked about last week and uh owen strand warned his people he said listen don't go within 50 miles of this guy's church he is a false teacher um you know the bible says beware of false prophets uh you know just thinking daryl harrison's um podcast the manager of that said that the teaching that Stephen Fiertick puts out is 110 percent uh against what scriptures teach 
And he went on to attack even the elevation music. A lot of people like elevation. And, you know, that's what happens a lot of times, whether it's Bethel or whether it's elevation or Hillsong. A lot of these people will be wooed into the theology through music. And um, you need to mark and avoid that because emotionalism yeah um that you know and these people are praying that he repents but uh, you know um this one lady shared a story about somebody she met she was trying to minister to who listens to furtick every sunday and she she's not a believer Mm. but this is what she said she said she hadn't been to church in three or four years but she watches him every week and she says you know, I don't believe in Jesus, but his sermons comfort me. And <clears throat> that is sad right yeah. there. Yeah. That's very yeah. sad. Uh, and we should be aware. And I can't tell you how many people that I've talked to that say the same thing about Joel Osteen. Oh, yeah. And other people. T.D. Jakes. Yeah. Just and go all, down the list. And, and so we need to be careful of people who are not teaching what the Bible says teaches second corinthians 5 17 our listeners know this therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old has passed away behold the new has come that goes contrary to what furtick says well what about what does jeremiah say about our own hearts (laughs) they're deceitfully wicked Wicked. yeah who can understand yeah and so you know no he is pandering there into the culture uh, to the people it's very pragmatic and you know he like joel osteen is very passionate and so people like that and it, they appeal to the positive they appeal to the the oh you know like you said the me um yeah. I'm, I'm really not that bad of a person <laughs> yeah in reality we're all like my wife says we're pond scum totally we, we without jesus are dead in the water and because of Jesus, we all should be like Paul, changed into people who desire an enduring obedience. Mm-hmm. I mean, and we should perform deeds in keeping with repentance. Absolutely. I, I shared uh, Psalm 5110 uh, when I taught on Wednesday, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Mm-hmm. Listen, my heart is deceitful. <laughs> Even still, my heart. Because it's a fleshly heart, and it it it's redeemed, but it's redeemed for a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's not redeemed so that I could just stay the same person I used to be. Mm-hmm. It has been redeemed for the glory of God. So my obedience, while it doesn't earn me salvation, it certainly reflects the work that Christ has done in me. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why do you need Jesus? Mm-hmm. Just get your act together. <laughs> yeah, just clean it up, right? Yeah. Well, if if you um, would like to call in and weigh in on this or how maybe how I don't know, maybe maybe you have been following somebody like a Stephen Furtick or a Joel Osteen or a T.D. Jakes or whatever. And um, and and I just really want to encourage you to compare what they say, not to even what Brad and I are talking about, but go to the Bible. Go and see, does it measure up? Does it measure up to the scripture in context, uh, not out of context? Because uh, you can just see from 2 Corinthians 5, 17, Paul says, you know, 
if you are in Christ, you're a new creation. It's not about a, it doesn't reveal who you really were. <laughs> God doesn't want an authentic messed up house. He wants a completely rebuilt house that he comes and he rebuilds you from the ground up. Yep. He's not just about a refurb project or trying to get some beautiful part of you out. He makes a beautiful you. You aren't beautiful without Christ. That's the beauty of the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is Christ in you. It's not you in you. And, uh, I mean, <laughs> I can you imagine where you would be today without God's Word shaping your life? Mm-hmm. I mean, I am so – and I, I still look at my life. I think David and I were talking about this. I know I'm certain you and I over the years have, have, have talked about the fact that we are nowhere near the men we want to be. You know, I, but I am certainly not what I used to be mm-hmm. by the grace of God, for sure. Yeah. But by the by the word of God, by the spirit of God and by the men of God who have shaped my life. Yeah. And uh, man. Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, why why know, would you want my gospel? And, if it and the thing my is, life? you know, these are not the, these are not like it, if you meet them, they're very positive people. They're very they're not mean spirited. They're. They're passionate people, you know, people like Stephen Furtick. But, you know, Stephen Furtick, um, like, he publicly approves of other people. Like, we talked about T.D. Jakes and uh, Joyce Meyer and other people that clearly are word of faith type people. Um, And those kind of doctrines allow, they're just false teaching. Um, Kenneth Hagin, the whole group. They, they just teach a prosperity gospel. The word of faith it is false teaching. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times his teaching even contradicts um, the scriptures right outright. I mean, you, it's not any deep dive to find out that it's not true. You know, um, James says, if you listen to the word and don't do it, you're like a man who looks at himself in a mirror, right? In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And so, um, you know, <laughs> uh, he, I, I just, I, I can't, I don't want to go too much on that, Brad. I'll get, I'll get frustrated <laughs> trying to talk about him. So, well, uh, there, there's so many good, I, I don't, yeah, we don't obviously get behind these mics to call out false teachers. No. Mm-hmm. But we do want you to be aware uh, of the the doctrines and the gospel, this false gospel that gets proclaimed by these type of teachers. Mm-hmm. And they're subtle because they sound really good. I mean, w- listen, living a Christian life is hard. It, it is, to Paul's point, there is an enduring obedience that's mm-hmm. required. Mm-hmm. It's not required for salvation, but your life, why would you be interested in my gospel if my gospel hasn't changed me? Well, exactly. And, and so that's why, I mean, that, that's the whole point of why I'm struggling with what he said. But he also said, when God said, I am to Moses, you know, my name is I am. He said he was trying to get uh, Moses to see you are as I am. Yeah. Which that's not what he was saying. Yeah. He's saying, no, 
my name is Yahweh. My name is I am and will always be. That was the name of our God. And that that kind of teaching is dangerous because what he's saying is you're God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we we already believe that in our country, right? That's right. Yeah. So That's anyway, right. but Paul, just get back to Paul, bring it all back. Paul lived a life of enduring obedience because he was a new creation. My question for you as we go out today is, how is my obedience impacted by my life circumstances? I mean, am I compromising God's truth based on being disappointed with God or where he's letting me go? Mm. So anyway, uh, we'll be back tomorrow to look at a biblical obedience. Amen. I'll be tuning in as I'm on the road. And uh, Doug, have a great week. I'll uh, look forward to hearing you guys, Daryl Harrison, on Thursday. And uh, have a great afternoon. SWAT Radio. Take care.